All right, we're live. Good morning, you guys. Thanks for joining. Good morning. So today we're going to be talking to Justina Nadolson, the outgoing board chair, and then Dan Kaiser, the incoming board chair. I'd love to just hear a little bit about each of you guys first to kind of get to know you, and then we're going to talk about your time on the board. So I'll let Justina go first as the veteran here. Okay, so I have been a GCA parent for, we'll be going into our 14th year um, here in the fall. And I have four kids and my husband and I own some businesses here in the Newark Granville area. And I've been, uh, I'm finishing up my final, actually my final month on the board. So June 30th is the end of the fiscal year. So um, I'm uh, handing the reins off to Dan here just uh, we have our last board meeting on Monday night, and then after that, it'll just be the finishing up the transition. So I'm at the tail end. I'm going back to just being a parent pretty soon. Winding down. <laughs> Winding down, yes. Cool. And I've been uh, a parent. My wife and I have been parents of GCA students for about 18 years now. Mm -hmm. um, so we have two adult children who are AC or um, <laughs> GCA alum. And then we have a current eighth grader or an incoming eighth grader um, as well. So um, we've done a lot of things at GCA over the years from coaching to being, I, I call ourselves overzealous parents. So <laughs> maybe the proper term is helicopter parents or whatever, but we're, we're, we're highly involved and highly engaged. And, you know, so the opportunity to serve on the board was, was kind of a natural, I think, progression um, for me. So it's been a, a real pleasure. Um, for the past couple years, and I am actually finishing up the second year of my first term, um, and then excited to uh, take over the reins of, of the board chair. That's awesome. I think that's a great point, too. We've talked a ton this week about student involvement, ways that students can get involved, but one thing we've been a little remiss in talking about is that there's a lot of opportunity for parent involvement as well, whether it's coaching. We even have um, volunteer service hours that parents actually have to fulfill because we really are partnering with the families and we're wanting them to be a part of the school or wanting them to be in the building and at events and invested in their education that way. So that's a great point. Yeah. Just to add on that a little bit at the, mm -hmm. the board level, um, you know, we are always seeking board members um, mm -hmm. and we also have very active committees at the board level, you know, that yeah. we're loving to see parents get engaged in those. That's true. So just while we're talking about that, if someone wanted to get involved with the board or a committee more that way, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, if they go to the board website or the school website, they'll find the, the Board of Education section. Um, Brad Pilkington, um, who's the worship leader at Spring Hills, um, also serves on the school board and he chairs our board development committee. Um, so that is kind of the, the on-ramp um, to service at the board level, um, whether it be at a committee level or if there is interest in serving on the board, um, Brad can kind of walk them through the steps of that. Um, we're actually interviewing a potential board candidate today, um, this afternoon. So, you know, it's, it's a process. It's an application process. Um, you know, serving on the board is, is a big deal, you know, in terms of time. Obviously, um, you know, it, it's a big deal from an impact perspective. Um, and, and what we do on a daily basis is, is big for the school. Um, but we want people to know what they're getting into, kind of getting involved with their eyes wide open. Um, cause it is a lot of time, but it's very, uh, rewarding work. 
That's great. Can you, you touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us how long you've each been on the GCA board and what positions you've held during your time there? You can go first, Justina. Okay, so I, um, I started out and I'm finishing up my sixth year. So there, the board terms are three years and I served the first one and now I'm at the end of the second one. So you can serve two terms and then um, you go off the board and, and take a break. So uh, I became the chair of the board my second year. So actually the, my first year on the board, the chairman left kind of in mid-year so um, we had a, a guy that stepped, John Ubel, a lot of people know him. He stepped up into that position um, for a few months uh, to transition. And then they had asked me if I would consider taking over that next year. So um, I was just getting off the board of Heartbeats at that time. I just had finished my, my time with them. So I went ahead and dove in and said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So I've been the chair. This will be the end of my fifth year being the chair. So Great. Awesome. And like I said, I'm finishing up my second year of my first three-year term. Um, so and fully intend to um, serve another term. So I have four more years um, on the board. Um, what I, other activities that I do on the board, I chair the facilities committee and I chair the athletic committee. The athletic committee is kind of an ad hoc committee, um, really with the purpose of connecting the parent groups of like boosters um, to board activities. Um, and just kind of work with um, our athletic director as well um, in those activities. Um, in the past, I've, I've served as the lead organization for about two years, um, several years ago. So you, you can tell I, there's a theme of athletics. Uh, we're very, very passionate about athletics um, in our family, and it's been a real rewarding piece. So, you know, just trying to serve in those capacities um, has been very beneficial to us. Um, I also serve on the, um, the board development committee. Uh, currently, I am the, uh, kind of the You're cutting up just a little bit for me, Dan. You want to try speaking up just a little? Yeah, I sure can. Just yeah, be better? in there. Yeah. Cool. Um, I also serve as the facility director. Um, I'll call it the interim facility director. <laughs> I, 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 need to, I need to hand that off. Um, to someone here soon. Um, but, you know, basically we, we live at Spring Hills Baptist Church, but we also own a facility with the Fifth Street Gym, you know, mm -hmm. so making sure that building is compliant mm -hmm. and, you know, it's clean properly and parking lots are ready. Um, and, and all of the, you know, the annual, make sure the fire extinguishers are up to date, you know, all of those things, mm -hmm. um, try to keep that um, in hand as well. Great. And I don't know if people realize that the, the board chair is considered what's called an ex-officio member of all the committees. So um, I dip in and out of different committees as the board chair, depending on, you know, what what uh, we're, we're doing at that moment or time. And then there's a few committees that I've been the chair of as well with uh, especially the board policy manual and the bylaws review, because that's such that's a high level of organizational structure that has to have that kind of involvement. And then, you know, some of the committees, um, all the committees are chaired by a board member, but outside people can come in, like Dan said, and be part of those. So it's been great when people have an area of expertise, like say education committee, for example, and they can come onto that committee with an area of expertise and, and come alongside that board member who's chairing that committee too. So 
Um, we have told Dan though he's going to have to hand off some of these because when he <laughs> the ratings, he's going to have to he's going to have uh, less time for some of the other things that he's been doing. He's 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 been highly involved and such a great board member. So I know as the chair, he's going to come in and, and do a great job too. But he'll have to hand off some of these these committees he's working or facility inter interim facility manager whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's great. So. Can you tell us a little bit about the school board and its function in the school? You guys do a lot. I don't know if maybe the average parent or listener would know everything that's entailed with being a board member and the board's function. Can you guys speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I can, I can speak to that. Um, really, the board exists to protect the vision and mission of the school, you know, and then also to provide strategy for the school moving forward and making sure that that we're in adherence with um, our foundational documents you know so our school doesn't wake up every year or wake up every day and decide who we're going to be you know we have um, over the years crafted those foundational pieces that are really mm -hmm. underground like a lot of people don't see those um, mm -hmm. but it is the foundation blocks that we build on top of so you know things like the philosophy of education like why we do what we do in our classrooms are dependent on those foundational documents. So, you know, the board, we're flying at, at a high level, um, trying to keep the plane up there. It can be difficult sometimes because, you know, as board members, we are all very active and engaged parents. And so, you know, we see what happens in classrooms and in, at activities. And sometimes it's hard to um, keep our board member hat on versus our parent hat. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the board, you know, we're, we're not a bunch of board members walking around the school. We're only a school board when we meet together. You know, so the board is an, in, is an entity in and of itself. Um, and the board, we have one employee and that is the head of school. And so all of the foundation documents and the strategic plan and so forth, um, we execute through that relationship with the head of school. Um, so we're not making day to day um, decisions. We're working closely with the head of school um, and monitoring what's happening, but we're not meddling um, in that. So that's kind of just an overview of, of what the board is there for. That's great. That's really helpful. Can you tell us what makes each of you passionate about Christian education? I know being on the board in, in and of itself is a call to ministry, just like being on staff and other things. It's not something that anyone enters into lightly. Why are you passionate enough about Christian education that you want to take the time out of your weeks to be participating in this? Uh, for me, I'm actually um, a product of Christian education. So shout out to Bethesda Christian School in Brownsburg, Indiana. That's where I graduated. And actually one of our teachers from GCA works there now. That's a funny story, uh, how mm -hmm. we kind of traded places a little bit. Um, so... I know that through my life when I left there and I had to figure out, you know, my faith, it ended up coming back to some of the foundational things that I had had learned there. Um, but then when I became a parent, you know, you realize you have about 18 years, a little less, a little more to do all the things you want to do as a parent, you know, instill moral values and pass your faith along and fruits of the spirit and all these things with your kids and so you have that that baby and as you, as you start to you know go from year to year um you realize that really it's not that much time there's so much that you want to instill and then when they hit school 
you are now passing that child off anywhere from six to seven hours a day into the care of other people. And if they, you know, get a little older and they, they're playing sports, then they have coaches that they're with and, or they might have a drama club or music teacher um, that they're doing after school. So as a parent, your influence on your child gets less and less the older that they get because they're not spending that much time with me at home. They're at school and then they're doing their after school activities. So, um, you know, as I started really thinking through that, I realized I want my children to be in an environment where I'm, they've got my back that where the, the teachers and the coaches and the music teachers and all of those people um, are saying the same things. And in those moments when the kids have these questions that come up about Jesus and God and faith-based kind of things, I want that message to be the same message that, that I would answer the question, how I would talk to them about those things. So the longer I've had kids in Christian education, the more passionate I become. I, I love GCA so much. Uh, and a lot of that comes from the heart of the people who poured their um, poured themselves into my children and knowing that during that time that my kids were there, they were mentored and they were loved and they were really taken care of. And that as a parent, I knew that these people were saying the things I would want them to say. And, and, and it's, it's a, it's a personal choice as a parent. So when I looked at my kids, maybe going to public school, for example, what I realized is that every day it's either a neutral environment where nothing is being said about worldview at all, or it could potentially be a negative environment where there's things being taught or said that are actually the opposite of what um, maybe I believe in. And so now at home, I've got to counteract, you know, some of those messages. And um, so for me, I felt like putting my kids in that environment. And I have three Christian school graduates and one current eighth grader. Actually, it's funny, Dan and I have, and, and Renee and, and Ethan, our, our spouses, are have been on this parallel path of parenting. We, our kids are kind of like all clustered in the same grades. So um, we, you know, we've been good friends, all the four of us for a long time. Um, but I look at that, you know, the, the product of, of what came out of my kids graduating from Christian school and the faith journey that my kids took. And I got what I paid for. I mean, I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about that journey and, and the things that I saw my kids do when they left school and, um, you know, left GCA and, um, so that's, and the longer that I'm in Christian education, the more passionate I get about it, not less, even though it is a lot of work to be on the board, being able to, to serve and, you know, help that vision of making sure that continues has been really important to me personally too. So that's great. And quick aside, Donna George is watching. She's the teacher who, um, Yay, <laughs> who's going to switch places with us. She's my sixth grade teacher. And. We went to Kenya together in the mission field. We still keep in touch with them, but I love that even former GCA teachers are still invested. So. Yes. Hello, Donna. <laughs> Mrs. George, Donna feels weird. Yeah, she's my sixth grade teacher, but. <laughs> yeah, so she's at Bethesda, my school that I graduated from yeah. in Indiana. <laughs> she's a teacher there now. So. Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Well, I too am a, a product of Christian education. Um, Temple Christian School in Mansfield, Ohio, you know, the big, big booming metropolis about an hour north um, <laughs> of Columbus. But, you know, just really um, appreciated my experience there. Um, you know, the sacrifices that were made to send me there. And so, you know, for us as parents, we wanted to kind of do the same thing, you know, and, and provide that same 
that same opportunity. Um, also, too, I think it's it's a really neat way, you know, like Justina said, you're you're sending your kids like out of your your purview into an environment. Um, and, you know, I think we all know and appreciate um, the dedication that our teachers and administration have for our students, but, you know, and coaches as well. But it even goes beyond that to parents. You know, we we feel like, um, you know, we've got an amazing pool of of parents, you know, with our our children's friends and their parents. So we're all kind of, you know, nurturing that together. So it's a really cool kind of a family atmosphere, you know, that that we have um, kind of a small group, if you will. You know, we're all kind of in it in it together and, and sharing responsibilities. And, you know, I know for me growing up, I had. I think it was six moms if I were to count them. So, you know, kind of uh, uh, providing that too, you know, as I could never, I could never show up anywhere in a public place and not be seen, you know, by someone. And so, you know, having that, having that for our children too, I think is, is really good. That's great. That really speaks to the kind of the community aspect of Absolutely. kind of, it takes a village type of thinking. Yeah, some of my best friends t today are people that I met, you know, 13 years ago. And, you know, you, you have the uh, sitting on the bleachers together for hours on end um, at your kids' sporting events. And that's where you start really getting to know people. And so even people, you know, after my kids have graduated, I've still got a lot of friends I stay in touch with that are part of my community. Um, so that's that's an added benefit, too, is, is having that like-minded parent, like Dan's saying, of, of friendship and going going through it together. So it's been fun. That's great. So now that we've kind of established both of your hearts and your love for the school, your passion for Christian education, let's move on to kind of the board as a whole. What's been going on? Can you give us some kind of updates for the past several years? What's that looks like? Well, it's, it's kind of funny because um, back right before we had the shutdown, we were in a meeting and one of the um, staff members said, you know, a lot of times parents, don't realize what's going on with the board, you know, and, and we probably need to be messaging to the parents, some of these really amazing things that have been happening. And so uh, one thing I would encourage parents and you're welcome to come to board meetings, but also if you can't um, take the time, we do put our minutes up on the website. So you can go in and, um, and a few years ago we transitioned. So even decisions that get made in a closed session, will still be put into the minutes so that the parents can read it. And it can give you a really good sense of some of the things going on. But we actually said, you know, we need to document in one place. And so we, we came up with, and not just the board, but the administrative level too, a two and a half page list of things that have been improved or changed um, in the school in the last couple of years. So obviously I'm not gonna go over two and a half page list. I'll hit maybe hit some of the highlights. Um, some of the things is we re, we um, reorganized the administrative team a couple of years ago, recognizing that there were some key things that we wanted to be able to provide. And it all gets down to three things. Intentionality, so doing things with intentionality, clarity, and the pursuit of excellence for the students, for the student experience. So for example, we added um, the two dean positions. So now we have Mr. Masomer who um, the teachers can send the kids to Mr. Masomer 
either for discipline or discussion or whatever so that the kids are being um, mentored by him, especially if they have questions or they're struggling, having someone there who can grab onto that kid and know what's really going on and the teachers having that support that they don't have the time to provide maybe in the classroom. And then the Dean of Academics. So um, there's been so much that's been done in that position as far as like plotting test scores and writing course books and looking at K-12 continuity. And I, and I think she spoke earlier this week, but those are things like, this is a very intentional job description, these two positions that we wanted to make sure those things were getting done because they're really important. Um, so that's a, that was a big initiative. That was many hours um, that spring a couple of years ago of this reorganization. And one of the things that's been kind of neat through the process is I probably have eight or nine heads of schools or Christian school leaders that I'm on a first name basis with that people that I contacted and, and I, I would love to pass these you know relationships on to Dan um, through that period of time because we need to look at what successful Christian schools look like and we need to collaborate together. We're all in it together just like a church is not a building, it's a group of people. Christian school education really can be very collaborative. And so I, you know, during that process, you know, we're going and the board's going and calling and getting getting advice from different people about what's the best way, you know, to get these things done in, in an efficient manner. So that was one really big change. Um, other things that, you know, there's things that we've added, like, you know, our athletic and summer camps is something we said, hey, we really want to do that. We had um, um, that first year was something we kind of pushed out. I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to have those this summer because of the yeah. And I know, you know, we've had great attendance, a great response to that from the um, GCA community for those types of things. One really big thing has been just examining all of our foundational documents. Um, we made some bylaws changes. Um, one of those that I think people are really excited about is we removed the requirement for all the board members to be from Spring Hills. So in 2014, GCA became its own 501c3. And one of the things with that was that, you know, now we're basically trying to open up to the whole community, all the churches. We, we partner with 60 churches in the area to begin with. So um, Dan was our guinea pig. <laughs> so we removed the requirement. And we said, hey, you know, if, if you go to a Bible believing church and you want to be part of the GCA community on the board, then 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 you can apply to be on the board. So. Um, Dan was our guinea pig, and I said, Dan, it all rests on your shoulders. <laughs> no pressure. But obviously, he's right. been an amazing board member. And so, and we have another board member right now that does go to a different church as well. So I think that represents our community well as having people from the other churches, and they have connections with the pastors too. So that, that really helps. Um, mm -hmm. All of our philosophy of education, our core values, um, revisiting all of those things. So foundationally everything's really solid and we can point back to that we know who we are um, it was interesting during the head of school interviews um, because we had done all that work um, and just kind of refreshed some things and revisited some things we knew who we were so it was very apparent sometimes when we conduct an interview that that person wasn't going to be the right fit for us because they had a different opinion about something or whatever and it, and it wasn't a bad thing, but it was great because it was like, we know who we are. And so that person, you know, is not going to be the leader um, that was going to fit in this position um, particularly. Um, I think the other thing that um, 
I've, I've personally been very excited about is um, we have the ACSI formative to flourishing model. This is a document that ACSI, and that's an Association of Christian Schools International, we're a member of them, and they created this document that has about 28 points on there of what a successful Christian school looks like, and it talks about everything. It talks about academic, academics and culture and extracurriculars, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and so we have, we have this document, and now we have this standard that we're going through so twice a year we have these strategic planning sessions where we spend all day we call them retreats but there's really nothing retreaty about it we're not going <laughs> we're sitting in the fireside room all day long you know kind of going through stuff and it's been great to have that that's one of the things that our lee reno brought to us as a standard because now we can go through and say this is what a successful christian school does and then we grade ourselves as a board and we involve the administrative team as well on those issues and it becomes very apparent here's things that you need you need to work on so using that as a model and having having a standard that's there that we can use um, i think that's been one of the biggest things the last few years that's really helped us with kind of the direction and the priorities and things like that um, mm -hmm. and then obviously the last six months the um <laughs> the search for the new head of school um, we actually started it last summer. Um, we were, we knew it was coming up and, and we were like, we were on top of this. So we had lots of meetings, we had a committee and we went through the process and obviously very excited. Hopefully the community um, has watched the Josh Sexton interview from earlier this week. If you haven't, I would highly recommend that you go back and find that one. Um, if you're in the community and just to see, um, just to see what what God brought and and how He orchestrated the whole thing. It's been a really that was a really neat process. Um, so there's more. There's so much more. But that's the stuff that's like on the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We might add something too. You may have something I forgot. Um, Did you miss any big ones, Dan? <laughs> no, I think she covered that pretty well. <laughs> Great. So can you guys kind of tell us a little bit about? What has your transition strategy been for Dan coming into this new position? Are we just kind of throwing him to the wolves? <laughs> Hopefully it's been the opposite experience. Um, so uh, spring of 2019, um, Dan was the vice chair at that time. He and I sat down and had a conversation and I said, do you think that you want to be the, the next guy? You know, because I, I didn't want to wait to pass off a folder at the end of my time. I wanted, you know, I was very serious about continuing all this hard work this whole board has been doing and the administrative team and everything. So um, he went home and talked to Renee and prayed about it and we talked some more. And so he said, okay, I'll do it. And then basically we started our transition the very first month of this year. So July, um, last summer is the first month of our school year. And so Dan has been shadowing me for a year. Uh, he has been in almost every meeting that Lee and I have had about like the board meeting planning and things like that and involved in, in not only the discussions, but sometimes the decisions around things. Also, I've tried to be very intentional to, if I get a phone call from Lee and he says, I need to let you know about this issue or whatever, then as soon as I get off the with Lee, I call Dan and I say, okay, so here's what happened and here's the, the phone call I got. So this is going to be you next year. You're going to be getting this phone call. 
you know, and talking about the appropriate responses. Because sometimes as a board chair, it's not your place to give advice or to get involved. It's more being aware of things. And, you know, you have to let the head of school be the head of school. He's the CEO of the corporation. So, um, so some of it is just being aware of what's happening so that you know. And so Dan and I have talked about that. There's been some coaching alongside that. Um, also, he got thrown into the fire the year before because I had double knee replacement and missed a couple oh, of meetings. Yeah. So he got to lead some meetings with me not there. And so he's done that also. So take his I, position out for a test drive a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hmm. That was before he said yes, too. So that was good. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like um, we couldn't have a better transition. First of all, he and I get along really well. We have a wonderful relationship. I have so much respect for him as a business owner and a father and, and his board role. And, and, you know, he's really strapped on a lot of things just as a board member. He's, you know, he, he spends a lot of hours working through all the different committee things and the things that he's passionate about. And so, um, when you leave a position, you hope that, you know, the work that you've done will, will continue. And I don't have any fears or anxiety about that at all. Cause I know, I know how committed he is and he's got a really good board that he's working with. Um, he's got a lot of passionate people, people who pray, people who think through, through things. And, and our board, our board culture is that um, everybody's allowed to say whatever they think is the right thing. So sometimes it gets a little feisty, you know, like, people talking about their positions and stuff but in the end um we come together and you know it's been it's been a great experience that way and i know that'll continue because a lot of those people that are on the board now are going to be there next year with him so um that's pretty much transition wise it's been interesting too because we ha really have two transitions going on at the same time we have the board chair transition and the head of school transition so um, one of the silver linings of the whole shutdown is that Josh has been able to join us um, in the Zoom calls and some of the meetings. So Lee, Josh, Dan, and I have um, have a wonderful relationship. Uh, where we respect each other. We're all looking at the same goal, and um, we've kind of melded these two transitions together so that as Lee and I move out and Josh and Dan move in, it's as seamless as it can be. Um, we're on the phone. All of us are on the phone uh, probably almost every day right now, and have been for a while. Or, or one, or you know, or two of us, or three of us, or whatever, some configuration um, to make this transition really smooth for the GCA community and the administrative staff and the teachers and the students. And so, um, it's been a very intentional transition, and it's really been a model transition. Like, in, I think um, other schools would be so fortunate to have the the respect and the transition that we've been having, you know, over the last several months. So that's great. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of go through these transitions between you two and Josh and Lee. I think that it's going to be really smooth and I appreciate I know this really caused extra work for you guys, maybe having the same conversation a couple times and doing multiple <laughs> roles, but I think it's really going to serve us well in the long run. So thank you for investing in that, especially. We're running a little short on time, but I've got a couple things left I want to ask. We did have some people send in questions ahead of time. One that I thought was good is, what is the most rewarding part of your position? Either of you can go. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. I think what one of the most rewarding parts is to 
um, see the students after they leave. You know, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, Facebook allows us to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, you had a, a Facebook Live with an alumni last night. And of, of course, we have alumni living under our roof, you know, too. But, you know, to kind of, I guess, watch watch those success stories kind of unfold is super rewarding. That's great. Yeah, we've got some great, great alums. Yes, we do. Sure. I think for me, there's a lot of things, but the one that comes just pops to mind um, is I have been witness to some amazing miracles. <laughs> I mean, I don't use that term lightly. Um, just things we prayed through and the way God delivered in this amazing, crazy way that you could never have orchestrated. Um, I think we all have a faith journey and you see like bumps along the way of things that happen that increase your faith. Being on the GCA board and, and watching God move, even in some of the, you know, maybe harder times has been something that's bumped my faith up to see the, his faithfulness to GCA and to the, to the board, uh, the prayers of the board. So that's great. So Dan, can you tell us what are you most excited about? in becoming the new board chairman and what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge? I think one of Justina mentioned the, the ACSI formative to flourishing model. Um, that I'm very excited about because it is very intentional. When Justina mentioned the three buzzwords mm -hmm. that we've been using as a board, um, clarity, intentionality, and the pursuit of excellence, this, very similar to like a rubric in a classroom starts to define um, what it looks like to one do it you know and, and the categories and the the intentional nature of the the comprehensiveness of that that document um, but then it also gives us a method to kind of evaluate you know where we are currently in those 28 categories um, you know, we did a lot of self-evaluation um, a little over a year ago, and and Lee Reno, with his um, just expertise and, and wisdom in Christian education for 40 plus years, um, was able to come alongside us and say, you know, evaluate our assessment of ourselves. You know, some were, hey, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Some were, no, you're crazy. You're not there yet. Um, but it, it's giving us a guide to get better. And, and it's measurable and it's intentional. And you know, feeling like we get better is nice, but if you can, if you can quantify it in some fashion, it's great. So, you know, I'm super excited about that because it's like putting a target on the wall and telling the whole organization that's our target and let, let's all walk toward that together. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll sprint toward it. Sometimes we'll walk, sometimes we'll wait. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not going to do all 28 things at one time. So we're prioritizing, you know, what's first and what's most important. Um, the other thing that excites me is working with um, parents and students and finding out what they think. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're our consumer. And so, you know, is it going well or is it not going well? Tell us why and what and how. Um, you know, we just finished this school year in, in a way that none of us could have ever imagined, right? Definitely. Um, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, but, you know, very, very proud of our school for the way we stepped up. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends who are teachers or 
their spouses are teachers or um, have one employee who has a couple of students um, in another school district. So, you know, I'm always kind of seeking and searching, you know, how did we stack up? How did we compare? And, you know, we, we continued educating, you know, during that time, we didn't push the pause button. You know, we, we continued to prepare our students for next year. And so it's very cool to kind of to hear those stories. So if we can accomplish that, um, you know, this fall, we're ready, right? We're, we're already starting to think about and talk about. And I know, you know, with some parents that I've talked to, there's a little bit of anxiety and angst about what will fall look like. And, mm-hmm. you know, will it be different than what wrapping up the end of the year looked like? And, you know, the answer to all of that is there's some, some we don't know. And there's some, yes, it's going to look a little bit different because there's already a draft copy out from the Ohio Department of Education saying, here's what, you know, fall might look like. And might is the, the key word. It might, and it might change six times between now and then. But, you know, with a guiding document like our philosophy of education, education is going to occur. You know, it may look mm-hmm. a little different. Um, we may tweak a little bit, but, you know, we have a cool opportunity now to um, go out and talk to teachers and parents and students and say what what worked well, what didn't work well, what did you wrestle with, um, so we can go into fall with our eyes wide open um, and have a strategy in place and we'll be communicating that um, soon, you know, as to what what we're thinking, you know, I think which, which is critical to parents as they're sitting there going, oh my, you know, um, we want to know what what the experience was like. That's great. So Justina, can you, what one piece of advice would you give Dan as he becomes the next board president? (laughs) One piece of advice. I could, I could do a lot more than one. (laughs) Um, I guess the first thing is the reminder that in the end it's God's school and these are his children and the board must be a board of, fervent prayer. Um, and I know some of the GCA community knows this. A few, a few years ago, we were at a crossroads trying to make some really hard, important decisions and and looking for answers. And um, a really good Christian friend of mine, um, Doug, actually, I was talking to him about, you know, how we just have a lot of decisions to make. And he said, have you ever read The Circle Maker, which is a book by Mark Batterson? And I, so I got the book and I read it and I immediately went to the board and, and, you know, shared it with the board and and we all agreed we need to do this. So the board actually, we wrote a two page prayer uh, that had all the components in it. And we walked around the building outside the building (laughs) for seven consecutive days. So the board, different board members took different days um, of the first six days and the seventh day, the entire board walked around the building seven times praying this prayer and then obviously being prompted to pray our own prayers as well over the school. And it was in that moment, um, very shortly after that, in a, in a few weeks, some of these things I was talking about earlier, some of these really miracle moments started happening. And it was so evident that God was answering the prayers. And I think that the, you know, the, 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 the board has to understand and the board chair has to understand. Um, there's a verse in Luke that says, um, to whom much is given, much is required. And it's a really heavy responsibility um, being on the board, knowing, and the administration too, knowing that your leadership and um, is going to shape the, the school. And so it has to be 
um, where we lay it all down at the foot of the cross and say, God, this is your school, and we just want to seek your will, period. It has nothing to do with our personal opinions or, or pride or anything like that. And I think that was, for me, the, the journey to that conclusion and then seeing God reward us just becoming this amazing praying board. And we did the same thing last year, too. We, um, we, we circled the building again. One funny thing, I, I think it was Pastor Pound said, I hope the building's not going to fall down. <laughs> I think I'd circle it. Like, you know, the Battle of Jericho. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, but uh, but another thing that I would say about that experience was what was really neat was the, the teachers and staff saw us. And, of course, it's odd seeing board members just show up and walking outside around the building. And so they started asking, like, what are they doing? You know, what, what what's happening? And we want to be part of that. And so they acquired our prayer and a, a group of them started circling the building that week, too. Uh, on their own, which just, you know, just goes to show you that what an amazing staff, you know, we have of people who pray and, and care so much about the school. So that's, that's probably my biggest piece of advice is, is that um, when we try to do things in our own power, it doesn't work as well as when we're just looking for what is, what is God's will. And, you know, probably the other, the other thing that, that I learned, um, we care so much about people. And I think that, um, one thing that you learn um, in this position is what old Abe Lincoln said, which was, you know, you can't please all the people all the time. And that was, that's still is something that's hard for me when I know that someone may not agree with the decision that got made um, because they have a different opinion or a different perspective. And um, that, you know, that's hard because I care so much about people, all the GCA community, and, and I, I want everyone to be happy. Um, sometimes those decisions get made because the board ends up having just more information about what's going on. And and I know Dan even had an experience, this kind of transformational experience himself, where uh, a couple of years ago we had um, a really hard decision to make, and um, I knew that it was not going to be popular. I knew there were going to be people who who were unhappy, and and then made it really hard. But there was so much evidence that it was the right decision. And Dan was one of those parents um, that came to me, at, you know, he wasn't on the board yet. And he came to me and he said, I don't understand this. I don't understand why you guys would do this, this make this decision. And I had to say to him, there's things that I can't tell you and you're just going to have to trust me, which is people don't love that answer. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Right. Um, right. And, and, he, and because he and I had that relationship, he trusted me, but he was still scratching his head over this decision. And it really came down to that, you know, he maybe had like this much information. And from his perspective, it was a bad decision. It was not something that he thought was the right decision, but he was gracious and he was like, okay. And then he got on the board and, you know, when you get on the board, you sign a confidentiality agreement and, and we try to tell people that come on the board, some of the things that have happened, you know, decisions that have been made recently. And then he was kind of like, oh, now I understand because the board had this much information about that decision. And then he realized why that decision got made. So for him coming into this position, it's going to be hard because not everybody agrees with every decision that's made or because they don't understand it sometimes, like I said, or they have their own opinion, which they're entitled to have, you know, they're part of our community. And so um, that points back to my first thing, which is in the end, because I'm in this position of leadership and you're getting ready to come into this position of leadership, um, ultimately 
I have to account for my actions to God. That's who I have to be able to go in front of someday and say, I did the best that I could with the information that I had at the time. And so that unhappiness of, of some people with, you know, or, or not understanding of some people, while it's weighty and it's hard and, you know, and it hurts sometimes to not be able to explain to people exactly why a decision got made. Um, in the end, I have to go back to, I've been given this huge, huge responsibility as a board chair to, to kind of um, lead the, the board and, and the administrative team. And um, as long as I know that I'm accountable to God and, I, and we're praying about things and we're taking everything very seriously at the board level, then I have to be okay with that. But it's hard. It's hard to get there because I love people. I love the people at GCA. Some of them are my friends and they're like, well, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> and I've, um, you know, it's just something that you have to come to grips with as a board chair that you are not going to please everybody and you do what you think is best. And you, um, I, one thing we instituted this year was even a student focus group. Um, I didn't mention that earlier. Um, you know, we at the board level said, you know, it's not just the parents that have to buy into the vision of GCA, but we want the kids to buy into it. We want the kids to be able to feel like they have a voice. And so we said, hey, admin team, can you guys go in and um, talk to the students, uh, especially the older students, the ones that are, you know, in the high school level, talk to them about their experience. You know, what do they love about the school? What do they not love about the school? And I think they felt heard. I think that was important. And I think we should continue doing things like that where, we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting the opinions of people, but in the end, you have to make decisions, and they have to be based on all the facts that you have. And sometimes those are things that people don't see. So, um, so just know, Dan, um, and, and the the GCA board and GCA community that you know you're on my written prayer list. Um, I actually have a Kaiser Design Group mug that Dan gave me from his company, and. I intentionally drink coffee out of that mug um, on different days, and sometimes I'll even snap a picture and say, I'm praying for you, because it reminds me to pray for Dan as the next leader, and, and I know he's going to do a great job, um, he, and he's been so involved anyway. It's going to be a pretty seamless transition, but uh, that's probably the two pieces of advice that, that I would give him moving forward. <laughs> Um, that's great and yeah. i have used that mug i used that mug a little while ago and she said you have to pray for dan kaiser if you're using that mug okay. <laughs> i did <laughs> i need to distribute more mugs yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, will donate mugs for prayer <laughs> i like that so yeah thank you for sharing that i think we're just going to kind of end with Dan, I love for you to cast a little bit of vision about where GCA is going. I know you've shared several things you're excited about. So if you need to reiterate some of those and just encapsulate it, that's fine too. But we'd love to just kind of hear from you before we sign off here. Yeah, I think the, the biggest one that I already talked about was the ACSI um, formative to flourishing model. And, you know, we're accredited through the state of Ohio right now. We're a legitimate um, institution. Um, but we're seeking a little bit higher level of accreditation through the S ACSI. And, you know, Lee leads accreditation teams across the Midwest. So he is an amazing um, two-year resource that we've had at our fingertips to help guide us and point the boat in the right direction. Um, he's also been very good about helping us um, formulate our priorities, you know, what, what to do first, what to do second. Um, solidifying those foundational documents was absolutely huge. You know, we, 
any question that we have now, we that's our first move, right? Is to go back to the foundational documents. What did what did they say? You know, what do, don't our core values already speak to that? Um, our um, expected student outcomes, you know, those kind of things. Those are written down. Those are documented. Um, the philosophy of education is on the website. I would encourage anybody and everybody to read that. Um, it is deep, and it took a year to write. And um, but our education committee just strapped that responsibility on and just drove it hard um, and did an excellent job with that. So, you know, moving forward, that's the thing. We're going to start to execute um, the vision that is set forth in those in those foundational documents. And I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, transition um, can either be a scary time or a continuation. Um, and it's not as scary for me because we're not we're not broken. You know, we, we had a season where um, it was a struggle a little bit financially and, and things, but, um, you know, we've been able to kind of right that ship and, and get the boat afloat again. And now it's a little bit easier because we are just, we're going to paddle hard in the same direction. So, um, and that's just not the board. I mean, that's our, that's our institution, right? Which that's parents and administration and students, you know, we're all, we're all kind of pointing to that same target. So. Um, there'll be more coming out, um, you know, even this summer and early fall about what that starts to look like um, a little more tangibly. But, um, you know, we're moving in a great direction right now, which is super exciting. That's great. Well, thank you both for your time today, but especially for the time that you've spent investing in GCA, investing in students. I know that it's quite the effort. We're going to miss you, Justina. You're my mom, so I will still see you, but <laughs> the board will miss you. <laughs> and we're excited for what you're going to continue to bring to the table, the vision that you kind of cast. I think we're really just going to keep growing and getting bigger and better. And I know that um, we're just con constantly striving for excellence, and that's really clear talking to both of you. So I would encourage anyone who's listening now or listening later to go to the board section of our website, check out the minutes. Look at the, I think the foundational document, philosophy of education that Dan's talking about is also in that section of our website. So check that out. If you have questions, if you want to get involved more, I'm sure either one or both of them would love to chat about that with you, love to talk about things and kind of explain more about their heart behind GCA and what we have going on. So thank you both for your time today. Everybody, make sure you tune back in tonight at 6 p.m. We're going to be interviewing three of our seniors from this year. As we all know, it's been a tough year for them. They um, ended differently than they thought they would, but ended definitely strong. So make sure you hop back on and kind of offer them some encouragement and drop some fun things in the comments below because we'll be looking at that. Thank you both. Yep. See ya. Thanks.